very warm welcome to all my listeners. This is Veronica and I am your host for Insider's Talk. On Insider's Talk, you will get to hear stories from entrepreneurs, how their journey started, how they ended up doing their ventures, how they uh, helped their ventures to grow and scale over a period of time, how was their employment process and what they think about the employment trends that are happening nowadays in the startup industry and also a few tips and tricks that they are sharing based on their personal learnings with the entrepreneur. So this insider's talk will give you an insight on their mindset, will give you an insight on their ventures and hopefully is going to inspire many aspiring entrepreneurs there. If you are stuck, if you want to hear stories where people have scaled and grown, if you want to hear stories where people have found solutions that is helping the society, if you want to hear stories where people have identified the gaps and are trying to fill them in their respective sectors of interest, then Insider Stock is the place to be. I am more than happy to have you here with me and let's dive in for our interview. So I have with me Mr. Puneet Gupta, founder and CEO of Easycom. So, so welcome to my podcast and uh, thank you for sharing and giving your valuable time to us and my audiences as well, so that we can know more about Easycom as well as you. So um, let's start with our first segment. Uh, we would like to know more about you in this segment. So because I always believe that if you want to sell a product or a service, it is always uh, a good thing to know who is selling it first, because that develops the trust. So if you could just start uh, by sharing with our listeners basic things like, you know, your educational background and if there was any professional background before you started with Easycom. Sure, Veronica. And, and before I start, thanks a lot for having me here. Uh, always, uh, I mean, always exciting to um, talk to fellow entrepreneurs and, and people who are aspiring to basically start something on their own. Uh, so very excited to be here. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Um, so, Regarding myself, uh, I mean, essentially, uh, uh, I've always been an entrepreneur. Is uh, that's how basically I like to think about myself. Um, I spent, I mean, outside of Easycom, majority of my professional, uh, professionally, uh, I basically worked with a company in the U.S. Uh, called Endeavor, which, which was essentially like a uh, urban club of commercial services in North America, right? Um, and I was, I mean, I joined their tech team. I was the first tech employee, built out the platform, built out the team. And we basically built a sizable business uh, in entire North America, US, Canada, um, and a few other parts. Um, and that company was acquired in 2011 by a private equity. Mm -hmm. That is when I basically uh, came back to India. Um, I basically tried my hands on two different things. And before all this, um, I studied at uh, Georgia Tech uh, in the US uh, where I did my master's in computer science. And then before that I did my undergraduate uh, in, I, from, I mean, uh, from IIT, uh, IIT Guwahati. Uh, so that's my educational background. And then uh, after I came back to India, uh, tried my hands on a few different things in finance and um, in something in e-commerce as well which ended up being the genesis behind what we did at Easy Ecom essentially. And, and I'll talk about that uh, in here. So I, I don't know, is it a trend or something that most of the entrepreneurs that I talk to are, have always worked in US and then they have come back and uh, 
you know, implemented their ideas and their learnings into their own entrepreneurship by for pushing the Indian market up. So I don't know whether it is a trend or something that is being followed. Uh, I mean, I think uh, there are a couple of things, right? Uh, one, I mean, I think the international exposure gives you kind of like broadens your uh, way of thinking, right? Uh -huh. That's one. The mm -hmm. second thing is that, uh, I mean, I guess just because of the, I mean, the economy, uh, the economic differences between India and and place like US is, is, is that you are able to build a little bit of a cushion, financial cushion for yourself mm -hmm. in the US uh, for a period of time. So that, I mean, I mean, I think these two factors along with probably a bunch of other things that probably help uh, people who, who come from, from the US. That, that does make sense. That does make sense. So uh, now that you spoke about EasyCom, let's talk about EasyCom. So when was it like, you know, it hit you that, you know, EasyCom is something that you really want to do? So I was involved in a company called Price Check India, where I was helping them essentially expand, do marketing and all that. Um, so why, and Price Check India was like a price comparison platform where you could go and compare prices be, between Amazon, Flipkart, Snapdeal and all. So that's what uh, we were doing at that time. This I'm talking about maybe 2015. And during that time, I used to get inquiries from various brands, various offline businesses saying that, they wanted to list their products onto Price Check India, which didn't make any sense because we didn't do any commerce. It was just a pure comparison platform. Digging deeper, uh, we realized that uh, you know, as e-commerce was, was evolving, Amazon was getting deeper into India. The business community actually wanted to take advantage of that, but there was a big gap, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody wanted to sell their products on Flipkart, um, there were just no connectivity. I mean, the entire the entire thing was just broken. Very very broken experience they basically had. So we did some pilots, and uh, coincidentally, we actually ended up. I mean, in one of the experiments that that we did, we actually became a seller online ourselves. So we used to procure stuff locally uh, in in real time basis, mm -hmm. and then uh, turn around and sell it online. So if we got an order, we'll, we'll, we had basically guys who will go out in the morning, pick up items lo locally, and then we'll pack them and, and dispatch them via, via courier. So we did that for a period of time, learned the, the, the challenges firsthand. And do, during that time, also interacted with a lot of entrepreneurs who were trying to set up online businesses, trying to sell stuff online, facing challenges. So all that basically gave us the background and the understanding to be able to build a very meaningful uh, suite of services, which we called easy e-com essentially. And over time, obviously we basically uh, shifted from um, managing the sale and, and I mean, kind of doing the trading. So moved away from doing the trading and became a full uh, SaaS solution uh, to help uh, to help sellers essentially sell online. Oh, that's great. So what, what I understood is you basically learned how the groundwork is getting done and slowly then you try to automate the process. Absolutely, that's exactly how it happened. Wow, that's that's a great learning actually. Since we are still talking about Easycom, I really want to know what was your first aha moment with Easycom? Your first moment where, when you really felt within yourself that you have arrived? This is interesting actually. So uh, like if I rewind uh, four or five years back, uh, we, were, we were actually trying to solve the problem first of all for ourselves. And the biggest problem that we faced was when we, I mean, we, we send hundreds of orders every day, but uh, at the end of the day, we, we did not know if we were making money or not. I mean, that was a very simple question, which we were asking ourselves, did we make any money in selling on Flipkart or not? Right. 
and that answer to to that question actually was very difficult right and we did lot of experimentation built some pocs and all that and came up with the easycom solution in its first avatar and when we uh, started sending some some emails i mean uh, some started doing very very initial marketing to basically uh, do a proof of concept we saw open rates uh, north of 70% north of 70% open rates and then response rates were like 25 30% and we were like are we on to something right uh, mm-hmm. because i think we had uh, identified the problem very uh, nicely right and the problem that we were able to define because we were uh, facing that ourselves i think we were able to define and articulate that in a very uh, nice manner and that is when we when we took it to the market that's the kind of response we saw like i said the open rates of 20% unheard of when you do email marketing right and that is when uh, i mean i think that was probably the first aha moment saying hey uh, looks like we are doing some, something worthwhile uh, that somebody cares about it's true that is true i mean uh, many a times i feel like you know when i when i talk to many people it is like they are they are just looking into things where they feel they can monetize quickly Mm-hmm. and and it and in a way that you know it grows exponentially but the fact like you said right when you solved the problem that is when you, you started getting it right that you know you are there you have got your first aha moment then correct because you know that you're going to stay for long because you've identified the problem and like like you said before that after doing the groundwork you started automating the entire thing So right. that is something which I truly believe that if anybody is listening to us right now and they want to be an aspiring entrepreneur, this is the thing they should take away immediately. Absolutely, I mean having the problem nailed is the first step because exactly. I mean if you look around and see the failure rate for uh, startup companies, the biggest failure uh, reason for failure is actually doing something that nobody cares about or or maybe very few people care about and they're not willing to pay, right? Right. Uh, right. so if that's true get, if you can get that right i think you are i would say maybe 30% there you have identified the correct right. problem completely 100% agree with you on that now on this journey right when when you started with easycom is there any mentorship or uh, you know you had set of people that you were relying to for any kind of an advice absolutely in fact uh, i mean if you see our uh, history we we the first round of funding the angel funding that we raised uh, we raised them from two really uh, well known and very successful saas entrepreneurs um, mr amrish mm-hmm. gupta who uh, who was the founder ceo at mulati communications and then anish reddy mm-hmm. uh, founder ceo at uh, capillary Te- technologies both of these are phenomenal entrepreneurs very successful in what they did and i think having them uh, on not exactly on day one but very soon in our j- j- journey that really helped us uh, because they were able to mm-hmm. i mean help us out in on those uh, i mean awkward moments when we were fe- feeling a bit down we we were not clear about which directions to take how to really solve some hiring related problems and all that i think those two stood like rocks for us essentially and provided the the needed uh, much needed mentorship and the helping hand i mean so i think these two really helped us out you have you know strong pillars to help you guide through your difficult times or times when it's a little confusing correct so it gives us a fair idea of where you've come from and how you landed with easycom so now now let's make easycom the hero of the next segment so <laughs> i understand 
understand that Easycom is a globally renowned omni-channel solutions uh, company for e-commerce businesses. So if you can just uh, share a little bit more about the company, what its specialization is and what are the different services it offers to our listeners. So we are essentially an operating system of uh, e-commerce. What I mean by that is essentially, I mean, if you look at any online brand or any online merchant, they essentially have two problems, right? From an operational perspective, I'm talking about. So from an operational perspective, two problems. How to effectively manage their inventory and the order that they're receiving. The second thing is that how to get paid properly. And this, I mean, this is true for any any kind of business, um, but essentially for an online business, online, essentially online commerce, whenever you are selling online, if you are able to manage your orders in inventory properly and you are being paid paid on time and correctly, I think your business will grow. And we decided to solve these two, only streamline these two for our customers. So in a nutshell, we basically provide an operating system that people use to manage their inventory and orders and they, and they reconcile the business to make sure their payments are timely and correct. What does uh, what is the main USP of Easycom that sets it apart from all your competitors in the market? I think one of the things that we do very well, uh, and that is probably I mean uh, how how we started was the reconciliation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you are selling on let's say ten different platforms, uh, how do you really keep tra- track of your returns, your payments, and how does that really ties with your day to day activities, right? Um, in order to do that. That is what we focused from day one was uh, having a top-notch reconciliation system, which is tightly integrated with your day-to-day operations, right? So uh, when you get a return, it will ensure that uh, your your shipping cost or whatever you are being charged for that return is taken care of. You are being paid properly. Your your accounting for e-commerce is streamlined, right? So all these things come under the reconciliation and and that is our USP in the overall scheme of things. Reconciliation is the USP of easy e-com. So right. um, now when it comes to e-commerce industry, there are many people who are not very tech savvy who come into this business of e-commerce. So mm-hmm. how easy or easy it is for easy to work with such businesses? I think we work with, I mean, most of our uh, customers are actually not tech savvy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, the, especially the users of the system. While- right. I mean, all these companies will probably have few few tech employees building websites and all, but most of these don't understand tech. So that is where I think um, we're providing a complete complete solution where they don't have to think about the servers, they don't have to think about the uptime. We basically take care of all of that, and that is the core of the SaaS. I mean, the SaaS industry where uh, you basically provide the software as a service. So the end user they don't have to think about the installation problems. Uh, the servers work working, all those things related to software, all all that go away and you get a seamless experience. So it is extremely easy for to use even if you're not a tech savvy, if you want to go right. for an easy open you know, a, e-com. Yeah, I mean, you just open a browser, log in, start using that song. You don't need to install anything. You don't oh. need any special hardware, software, nothing. Oh, that's lovely. That is that is extremely lovely. So how omni-channel solution providers have uh, led to the rise of D2C across India? I think, uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, I think the two things that uh, that basically I think stand out for me where one is that, uh, I mean, there are so many channels uh, where a brand can sell, right? There are 
there are the likes of amazon flipkart right then you have your social commerce then you have your own uh, i mean direct to consumer probably web website then you have now we have video commerce coming in then you have some i mean they'll probably have wholesale business going on supplying to various stores offline stores the distributors and all that right <laughs> so as a philosophy um, i mean we see that when we provide i mean this uh, list of channels to our customers in a single click they are able to integrate all their channels right so they can integrate their amazon they can integrate their flipkart then they can integrate their social social commerce their video commerce their wholesale so all their channels that they get integrated into one place and 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 they can i mean if they have an offline store also sometimes they have offline stores so they can integrate their offline stores as well right so their business becomes omni channels suddenly and that's what we basically enable them to do right that is the first part of it mm-hmm. but, uh, i mean we have to realize that uh, i mean online commerce is very different than offline in two sense first is that Uh, when you are selling online you're probably doing much higher volume right you are doing because you are shipping suddenly to entire country or maybe worldwide right so volumes are high but at the same time because there are so many expenses involved you you you, you have to pay to your shipping partner you have to pay for warehousing you have to pay commission to amazon so all these things add up so your net margin actually goes down so it's a very high volume l- low margin business right and the only way to uh, the only way to run it successfully is to do it systematically using a technology platform and that is where we come in and i think mm-hmm. with that uh, brands get empowered to be able to have a successful business right that is uh, and that is how i think we are enabling that putting in a proper system where it is easy for them to manage different things at one place so multiple channels i i, I think being able to manage all the right. channels that they have in in a single dashboard i think that helps them streamline their operations and plus have a system of truth for their day to day activities be it inventory be, be it their warehouse management be it their uh, accounting automation for e-commerce i think all these get taken care of uh, so they are able to focus on growth and basically grow uh, grow without having to uh, throw people at every problem they are they are facing on a correct. daily basis correct 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 so it is like just one platform is which is handling different channels of uh, whatever they are doing in their industry that's correct that's lovely that's lovely so now now like we have been hit by this pandemic it's been over over a year or close to 2 years now so this pandemic has seen a boom in e-commerce because everybody now is getting scared to get physically into the shop and you know buy anything mm-hmm. be it the smallest thing to the biggest ones right so mm-hmm. how easycom is taking this pandemic as an opportunity for its growth and helping the associated brands to reboot or evolve or reinvent in these tough times and this is a i mean i mean this is a very good question and the answer lies in the growth that that we have seen um since last year we have grown almost four times both in terms of uh, the revenue both in terms of the team i mean on all the metrics i think four five times we are growing and um and if you see and and see e-commerce was already happening uh, people were already reluctant to step out of their house already because in a city like uh, bangalore or or tier 2 cities also this 
so much traffic everybody is busy right so um, and you get so much variety when you shop online so i think the people were already inclining i think pandemic just accelerated the entire uh, the entire thing because then suddenly people will, were left with no option but to shop online right and and this trend is here to stay and you see how various i mean there are two two things happening in the overall industry in the retail one is that there are a lot of d2c brands coming in right the second is that the existing the existing brands they are ramping up their e-commerce operations like anything right direct cxos are involved in the day in the day to day monitoring pushing the agenda that i mean that we had never seen before right so i mean overall i think uh, and and we obviously in, uh, being in the industry we we were able to quickly uh, capitalize on the whole trend that is happening um, add to our team and and quickly bulk up uh, the the entire company we be able to cater to the increased demand not just in india and that's one thing that happened to us uh, last i mean last year when pandemic had just hit uh, we saw inquiries started to 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 come in from all over the world not just from india and this is a global trend uh, i mean e-commerce is happening in, in middle east it's happening in the us uk everywhere right. and we were getting inquiries from all over the globe that means in this pandemic easy e-com got a lot of uh, how do i say uh, international <laughs> opportunities which yeah, you could cash on as well as international yes domestic as well as international as well as yes domestic i am pretty sure you had already uh, nailed it with uh, such an easy uh, system to implement for all the e-commerce uh, business uh, who wanted to do it but uh, in pandemic getting uh, international uh, you know a sort of inquiries coming in from different uh, parts of the world it it does it does inspire you when you hear something like that you know things things can happen even if it is tough exactly you know, if even if you're in a challenging time but you know how to reinvent yourself you know how to evolve things can still happen to you absolutely absolutely and um, and one thing you notice is that obviously uh, since the pandemic has hit all of us all over mm-hmm. the globe people are much more open to working remotely right so yeah. Yeah. one of the reasons why we started seeing a lot of in, uh, international inquiries is probably because people are okay working with any uh, with the team anywhere uh, in the globe right so i think that also worked in our favor where we were able to work with companies in different time zones in different countries and and we were able to just grow very very rapidly in in the past uh, one and a half years yeah i think work from home has now become an additional culture i feel that will that that is here to stay Correct. because uh, i think working from home people are working more than what they were working uh, in their uh, physical space <laughs> because they have no way to go <laughs> i think everybody is working a lot more yes uh, i mean i think and i think all the time that we used to spend in traffic and doing all those nonsense i think all that time is going into working now right right and and that uh, misconception that you know that work will never happen at home that is slowly changing absolutely it, it has changed already i think um, yeah i mean companies like us who are i mean purely tech oriented i think Uh, we have a decision to make whether to ever go back to office or not i mean do we really right. have to have an office right 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 it does make sense because i think uh, working from home especially in india is giving them a little bit of a pleasure of having a, some kind of a work life balance a little a work life balance 
So uh, like like we were talking about easycom growth, right? So what what you shared earlier that quite early 2015, mm -hmm. you were able to raise your initial angel funding, right? So mm -hmm. if you could throw some light, you know, it might help the aspiring entrepreneurs to probably, you know, chart out a plan or uh, look out a way uh, for them to have their first angel funding. I think uh, angel funding, I think it's important to have the right angels. Because mm -hmm. angels, I mean, there's a reason why they are called angels, right? I mean, it's not the, I mean, it's not just the money. It's, I think it's the companionship, not companionship, but more mentorship, uh, more mentorship and the, uh, I mean, I think the help that comes along with the money, because money is, I mean, the angel, the money that they spend is peanuts, right? Right. Uh, it's really the help that uh, help the doors that they are able to open, the connection that they are able to help you make, and the decisions that they are able to help you, uh, the hard decisions that they can help you make. Uh, I mean, that is invaluable. Mm -hmm. I think that will be uh, one solid. Uh, I mean, advice if, if I'm able to give that that will be choose your investors wisely, uh, especially during your angel phase. Because mm -hmm. most people can really uh, change your uh, change your entire uh, how you're operating yeah that makes sense actually if you have right people with you it it does give you a motivation and a push to grow definitely so uh, what are the future plans of easycom from now on two things that we are mm -hmm. as a company we are we are basically focusing on one is uh, because the de demand that we are seeing is just uh, humongous so just double down on our product, make it the best product available in the market, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the second is continue to grow internationally. Uh, we are already pre present in more, uh, I mean, I think more than 10 countries, we have active customers. Uh, so keep growing that, have international presence and, and just grow to become a sizable company in e-commerce space. Now, since we are still talking about growth of easycom, so growth comes with hiring opportunities, right? So let's let's talk about that in our next segment. So it's about employment trends or opportunities with Easycom. So what, what do you exactly think? Like, I, I believe that the employment trends are different in different uh, ways in which we are working. So, you know, a multinational or MNC would have a different way or trend to be fo following for getting people hired. So I, I'm really keen on understanding how startups actually hire. What is the employment trend that startups actually follow? I, mean, I think, uh, I mean, like you rightly said, uh, large companies, MNCs and all that, first of all, they hire in bulk, right? So uh, their yeah. approach is very different than the way a startup will hire. Uh, I mean, I think one thing that we'll, we look for uh, is basically attitude in the person, right? If the attitude is right, um, even if there is a slight gap in the skill, I think that that is okay. So. So we give preference to attitude and try to hire mm -hmm. via references as much as possible um, because then there is a connectivity between the team and and there is a stickiness uh, because these days when uh, there I mean there are companies uh, raising hundreds of millions of dollars um, it's very difficult to retain right so hiring is a hard problem I think retaining is even harder. So how do you retain the people you, you've been able to hire, right? And and that comes with the culture and the uh, overall, I mean, overall company culture and the kind of opportunities that you're able to provide to your employees. Are they able to grow? Are they able to learn? 
focus on that if you focus on that nobody will ever leave you i i i complete completely agree agree to what you are saying because there are times when probably an employee feels a little stagnated especially like you know in mnc you call it sitting on the bench because you have no projects in hand so that is the time when you really feel that demotivation kicking in that the company is not doing anything for you mm-hmm. but yes if you can provide the learning curve which i do believe because i've spoken with many that startup industry does Mm-hmm. that's why i feel there is a change in the perspective of people looking out for jobs like where i come from for me it was put a stamp literally in my head by my professors that you know if you get into a big mnc as your first job you've done well <laughs> <laughs> but i think that perspective is changing and i really love it frankly speaking i, I think it is changing i mean uh, and this is what i always tell uh, to people i mean during the interview that uh, i mean kids are able to learn much more uh, in one year working with us as compared to working with some large mnc uh, that they learn in probably 3 4 years so the learning is just really accelerated and the kind of uh, and it's not just the skill set right it's the attitude and the overall personality development that happens uh, in a startup it's unparalleled i mean that kind of experience i don't think large mncs can ever provide yeah that is true because they have too many people to cater and you know it's right. it's it's not possible i don't think it's possible ever they do give uh, promises but i do have that big question mark that how will they i mean how will they identify basically what is the learning needed uh, that's that's a big gap i feel that mncs have right now so uh, since we are on the uh, on the talk of how we need a learning curve to be developed whoever is working in that particular uh, company because you want to retain them you need to help them grow as well in whatever skill they want to so i'm really keen to understand you know at what team size did you start and what are you at at present and how was your personal experience in you know uh, going through that growth in the numbers of people that you were hiring i mean when we started uh, we were just a handful uh, three four mm-hmm. people i mean three four of us uh, mm-hmm. we are a team of four founders essentially mm-hmm. uh, so uh, and then just handful of initial founding team members who were there and then over time i mean we added a lot of people through our network and through references and all and we have we've been able to grow many fold uh, like i said earlier in less in last 18 months only we have grown almost 3x in terms of the team size and overall speaking um, the best i mean the hiring we were able to i think attract bunch of people um, to to basically uh, bunch of people to, to to basically who had kind of an entrepreneurial mindset right mm-hmm. uh, and so we were able to identify a bunch of these folks in during our journey and they have made a uh, huge difference in the way we have operated the the way we have grown and all that and you can i mean you you can bring i mean you can get an entrepreneur who who, who has tried their hands on something not able to uh, not so successful and if you can get some of these people early on i think they make a big difference and okay. we were a, we were lucky to be able to do that uh, and and that has worked wonderfully in our case overall I I was under the impression that you know if if you hire uh, probably especially in startups like if you hire somebody who has an entrepreneurship mind kind of a thing mm-hmm. then probably it might hurt the business because over a period of time they will learn the tricks or the tips or whatever you call it and then probably start off something on their own 
so so that is where you have to work. so so essentially i mean the way to manage that is essentially uh, incentivize them and give them enough skin in the game they should have enough uh, i mean if they putting that kind of effort they, they should have potential return also of that magnitude right so you can have a startup inside a startup right mm-hmm. let them and and let them run with it let, let them grow the whole vertical and let them do it i mean uh, and in building a company is extremely difficult right and and people know this and when they have the right company uh, the right product and you give them a sizable sizable chunk and that they can do on their own they can build their own team run run on their own i mean i think those people will stay and and we have seen that happen to us okay, so basically something like an ownership of whatever they are doing exactly. in your company exactly and they should and their rewards should be appropriately calibrated right so right calibrated so that so and if it, i mean nobody will work hard if they don't see any uh, any returns right so you have to uh, compensate them properly not in just in terms of cash but and the rewards in terms of equity and all that if you structure it properly people will stay if anybody like you know wants to be a part of easy ecom uh, like be a part of the team because they are uh, very keen on uh, what you are doing and it has interested them mm-hmm. so if you want to hire them your future <laughs> employees so what what are two three advices that you would want to give them to an employee future employee you never know right somebody who is listening to us right now yeah. would actually go on easycom and say okay is, are there any opportunities and apply so right. any any tips that you would want to give them i, mean, I think the, the the biggest thing is the learning opportunity and that mm-hmm. that we are able to bring to the table because we are so rapidly growing right so so that will be one mm-hmm. um, the the learning opportunity that we bring to the table and that is attractive to a lot of people the growth opportunities where because we are so rapidly growing we will probably not follow uh, we will not follow all the steps in the process to be able to reach the certain stage and uh, in terms of advice i would say have the right attitude i mean if you're joining a company like us don't expect that we'll have a shiny office will i mean with all the functions covered you probably had to wear 10 different hats during the day and uh, but at the same time the return is that you you will learn grow as a person and be, and be, become probably 10x better version of yourself within a very short period of time right so have the right attitude i think attitude is the key so if you have the attitude to accept different challenges that will be thrown to you then you are for easy ecom i think correct and that's what i mean i think if i look back uh, at my personal journey i think that's how yes. i have come wherever i am uh where when i worked for their us company uh for almost 7 years i mean I, i was part of their entire journey i mean almost at the inception and all the way to the exit and uh, i mean i think the attitude that probably i had was able to take me to places in the company and i became the cto uh, in a very short span of time and that's what people will get if they join winas <laughs> uh, uh in future right so so i would again repeat attitude is the key if people are listening and they really want to be a part of easycom so we have understood your journey of easycom we have uh, received a lot of valuable information through it as well as uh, what the employment trends are and how the employment is being done in the startup industry so now on the lighter note i would really would want my listeners to understand like you know what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur i think uh... the few thing that basically i think stand out uh, one is that 
the biggest one is being able to impact people's life right uh, i mean in our case we work with a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who are starting new brands uh, who's, who are basically starting to change the way they run their business and being able to impact and help them scale their business is very satisfying that's one and doing and on a day to day basis when i come to the office uh, i mean i know that i'm probably going to do something meaningful that day not just do something and go home kind of a thing so i think doing something meaningful every day uh, is important and that we uh, are able to get and the th- third thing i would say will be how as a person how are you evolving as a person are you becoming 10x uh, of a person that that you are today so that that process i personally enjoy a lot so since we are stuck with three things so <laughs> again i would like to ask you three things that help you relax in times when you feel burnt out or stressed or worked up with the uh, different challenges that you face during your uh, you know work period <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite quite frequently i mean startups startup life is like a sine curve you have ups and downs right um, um i mean i think the first thing that is important to manage the stress is to detach you mm-hmm. should be able to detach yourself uh, from the company from the work and from everything and do spend time with family do what you like to do and be yourself right that that is number one the second thing is something going wrong don't take it personally right they i mean it's not personal it's all business right and the third thing is always have something which you enjoy doing outside of work what is it that you enjoy doing in something outside the work like you know do you have any ho- hobbies that you like to uh, do it can be anything from being creative to listening to music or reading anything that you pursue in your um, like off work times so i actually uh, i mean i think i spent some time um, in in basically doing some stock trading full time for a, for almost uh, almost 2 years i did that in between uh, in between the work uh, before starting egcom i think that interest continues so still um, i mean i like to spend time and basically reading about various upcoming companies and investing keeping track of my portfolio so i think that i i like doing that oh that's great that's great stock is something which is never uh... i don't know it's not the kind of interest i have tried my hand but probably i was extremely bad so i just left to that and <laughs> didn't go you can go for a mutual fund <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know i don't know why stocks have always betrayed me i should use the word betrayed because there are people i know who put in for the first time and it has done wonders yeah, so um stocks for stocks are for a uh, longer period of time so basically like if you invest for a long horizon i mean there are two kinds of you can do active trading or you can do investments right and right, i've right. both i mean i've been an active trader also so an active trader also there are some ground rules that you have to follow and if you're a long time investor then you have to look at the value investing long term you have to identify those trends and then basically put your money there so so we can probably have another conversation on that just on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually i've tried my husband is a very i mean he he, he puts in a lot of so it's better you take care of the thing at least the headache is off from yeah. my head on where to put the money so on headaches uh, you know if yeah. if if you had an opportunity or access to a time machine mm-hmm. and uh, um and you could go back to the day when you started your business 
is there something that you would want to change in the way you did nothing and, that... and you should look from the man that you are right now right right right, right. <laughs> i think uh, if i had an opportunity to change one thing i would probably change the way we hired back in the day right uh, we sometimes we made compromises trying to save money here and there so i think i'll 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 probably not do that again i'll probably instead of hiring three i'll hire probably just one but hire that one right person who can make the difference yeah that does that does make sense so now i would like to end the segment with this last question and go back to our lucky number number 3 <laughs> so any three advices or you know any three skill sets that you want the aspiring entrepreneurs to work on to become successful i think more than anything I mean, having a positive attitude uh, because a lot of things will go wrong as you are uh, building the business so having a positive attitude focus on uh, what you should be focusing on uh, that is important then i guess you have to dream i mean because i mean you, when you are building a startup it i mean it's like you are uh, chasing your dream right so the dream has to be uh, large enough so try to dream big right uh, have a positive attitude try to dream big as much as possible and the third thing is that and and that is basically like a important trait to have is to hustle and adapt don't be rigid right because things will change markets will change so i mean you have to hustle at the time at the same time you have to adapt also wherever needed so these three i think uh, you will be able to get through that's valuable input that's really valuable so thank you puneet for giving me your time and you know having this great discussion i hope you enjoyed talking to me absolutely thanks a lot for having me here yeah it was lovely to have you on insider's talk and uh, thank you for all the valuable information that you have given us all right thank you thank so that's all from me today i hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting i would be coming with more new stories in the coming week every week every monday you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur their stories about their brands about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship stay tuned stay safe and enjoy your life